There I go. So good morning, everybody. Welcome to Divine.tv. My name is Tracy Freeman. I've been given the opportunity to uh, guest preach today. And I noticed online that everybody everywhere is selling out of toilet paper. You can't find it. You can't buy it. Nobody's giving it away. And I don't have but a very limited supply at my house. So when I run out, I'm coming door to door knocking. And I'm going to start right there with him. Okay. So I brought what I had with me. So I'm protecting it. It's not going anywhere. I may auction it off later, donate the funds to the church or something like that so we can get out of it. So we're starting this new series called The Bridge. And naturally, people think about the bridge to Christ. I get it. But who is Christ? And so given that question, you know, I'm going to start off with a few verses there at John chapter 1. If you have your Bible app open, um, you can open it up. Go to John chapter 1, verse 1. <clears throat> Give you a second to do that. The Bible app's a really handy app to have. So it starts off like this in John chapter 1, verse 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. So who's Christ? Well, he's the word. He's the word made flesh. He's the, the, he's the physical representation of God's love for us. Um, as... The other week, our senior pastor, Tyler, was talking about what was the devil's intentions for you? What was Satan's intentions for you? What did he want for you? And then he also spoke about what God wanted for you. And as I thought about that, I, as I studied for this and I thought about that, I came, up, I came across chapter 17 of the book of John. And it speaks of unity. And that's what God wanted for us. He wanted fellowship with us, just as he had in the Garden of Eden before the fall of man. And he knew that we'd never be able to have unity with him unless he prepared a way for us. And that way is, of course, Jesus Christ. But Jesus, representing the Father, being the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the Word of God, made flesh. He offered up a prayer at the Garden of Gethsemane. And this is probably the second to last thing that he prayed on our behalf before his crucifixion. And it speaks about the unity that Christ desires for us to have with his Father. And I'm going to go ahead and start reading at John chapter 17 verse 1. And right quick, almost all of this chapter is in red, which in my Bible translates that these were words that were actually spoken by Christ Jesus himself. And how awe-inspiring and how wonderful is it that our Savior, Jesus Christ, prayed this prayer for us. Before we were even thought of, before we were born, before we were conceived in our mother's wombs, 
he prayed this prayer for us. For all of humanity, he offered up this prayer to his Father in heaven. These words spake Jesus, and he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son may also glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Let me stop right there for a second. And as, as he has given, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. There's just something about that verse that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. You know, eternal life is free. It's totally free. You don't have to do anything to have it. You don't have to do anything to experience it. It comes with a peace. And in these troubled times, and in the very troubled times to come, when you'll wish that this was the only thing that you had to go and hunt for, You'll, have, you'll be able to have peace because you will have placed your trust in a Savior that loves you, the good shepherd who does watch over his flock, who does provide for his flock, who does protect his flock. And while the world is running around like chickens with their head cut off, stressed in just panic mode, a lot of my friends in Spain right now are locked down. They can't leave their house unless it's an emergency. They can't even go to the store. They can't, they can't even leave home. And I've got other friends overseas that are lined up outside the store where they're only letting them in four at a time. And then they're limiting how much they can buy. And what happens to the day when there is nothing left on the shelves to buy? And you're, you're, you're stressed out. How are you going to eat? Who's going to provide for you? I'm going to tell you something right here and right now. The Lord my God always provides for his own. He always takes care of them. I don't know how he does it. He's God. He's the son of God. But he does watch over the flock and he does protect and provide for them. Continuing on in verse 3. And this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee from before the world was. Let me read that again. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory that I had with thee before the world was. Christ was with the Father in heaven before the foundations of the earth were laid. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. It's right there. I just read it earlier. And Christ Jesus is that Word. And He had glory with God the Father in heaven. And He gave that up. He, let, he surrendered it. He gave it away. So that he could come here in the flesh. 
That's, and now he's going to his father and he's asking for his glory back. That tells you that only, the glory can only come from God. Because he went to God to get it back, right? Anyway, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and they have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. And this is where his prayer changes a little bit. You know, at first, the first part of the prayer, it's like he's reminding God of who he is and where he came from and what God sent him here to do. And now in this part of the prayer, it transitions a little bit. And he says, Jesus said, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me. For they are thine. For them that thou hast given me. For they are thine. It's just something. You know, God gave us to Christ. But we belong to God. All mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, you've heard of the Holy Trinity. They're one. They're three in one. And here we have the Son of God, Christ Jesus, asking his Father to keep us through his own name so that we may be one in him as he is with his Father. That sounds a lot like unity to me. This world, how much unity is there? Go and try to buy some of this at Walmart or your local shop, and you'll find just how much unity there really is in this world. It's disgusting. It really, it really annoys me and breaks my heart to know that people out there don't love each other enough to be willing to sacrifice some of this. You would rather fight over it. It's disgusting. And there's nothing speaking to unity about that at all. Mm, about to get worked up on that one. <sighs> okay, so where was I? I lost my place. Okay, so I'll go back to number nine. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them with that which are in the world that thou hast given me, for they are thine. For all mine are thine, and thine are mine, 
There's a whole lot of thines and mines in this. And I'm glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these that are in the world that I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, for they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou hast given me, I have kept, and none of them is lost. But for the son of perdition, which if you don't know, that's Judas Iscariot who betrayed Jesus. But it's funny. Christ Jesus offered this prayer up before his crucifixion. He offered this prayer before the betrayal. And yet he knew he was going to be betrayed already. It speaks to his divinity. I have kept and known that was lost, save but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now I come to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Talking about the joy fulfilled within themselves. There is a joy that comes from knowing the Lord. You, you, you grow into it as you develop and mature as a Christian. As you begin to realize your freedom that you have that came when you first believed in him. You, you go through life just like you did before, but things are different now. All of a sudden, you see people around you, and they're angry and bitter all the time. They're trash-talking somebody all the time. They don't have peace. They don't, they, they don't have unity. They're in conflict all the time. But if you believe in Christ, if you've accepted Christ... You now, oh, you will discover that you have peace because Christ is peace. He's the Prince of Peace. There is no peace through uh, without Him. None. So when I see people at the store fighting over this, I question: Where's their peace? Makes me wonder. All these people fighting right now over something like that shows you how little peace there actually is in this world. And yet, during this time, I mean, we may not be able to meet next week because the government may shut those doors. But we can still have peace. We may have very little food in our home. Because we can't go to the store, but we can still have peace. We have hope. We have light in the darkness. When there is no light to be seen, it's within ourselves. And the light of the world is Christ Jesus. Mm. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou hast gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now I come to thee, 
And these things I speak in the world that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. I'm sure that if you're a Christian and you've been a Christian for any real length of time at all, you've noticed if you ever talk about God if you talk about Jesus on Facebook, many people, they'll either just ignore you, pretend you didn't say it, hope you don't say it again because they don't want to stop being your friend. Or they'll start calling you a Bible thumper, a holy roller, a Jesus freak. You know what? I'm a Jesus freak. I wear that title with honor. I'll freak for him every day, all day. I'll get my freak on. Go, Jesus. Go, Jesus. I got some Charmin. You know, in thy word. Let's see. Now I've come to thee in these things I speak in the world that they might have my joy fulfilled within themselves. I have given them thy word, and the, word hath, and the world has hated them because they're not in the world, even as I am not of the world. Do you know why that is? That's because once you accept Christ Jesus as your Savior, you're no longer bound to the flesh that you have as a body. Your soul, your spirit is no longer going to be condemned. It's not going to die. Your body will die one day. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. In the ground you got to go because it's died. But your spirit, your soul will live on. And a lot of people think that, you know, I don't believe really anything happens when you do. I think it's just over. It's just over. There's nothing. And then there are a lot of people who believe that when you die, everybody goes to heaven. No, they don't. And the difference is Christ Jesus. The Bible says, no man comes unto the Father but by me. There's only one way to God. There's only one way that you're going to be able to come into his presence. And that's through Christ Jesus. One day, you're going to die. Your body is going to die. And you're going to stand before an almighty creator. Who loved you enough that he gave his son before you were even conceived, before you were thought of. From the very beginning, he'd already made a way. But you're going to go after your body dies, and you're going to be judged. The Bible says it's appointed once for man to die, and after this, the judgment. And you're going to have to go stand before God. And Jesus is going to be standing right there. able to now the believer they're going to stand there in front of God the creator and Jesus is going to be right there beside you and God's going to you know Jesus is going to look at God and say father he, he spoke for me he stood up for me he believed in me she spoke out for me Father, she died for me. 
Can you imagine that? What that's going to feel like? To have the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, standing up for you. Your intercessor. He, to speak up for you to his Father, the Creator. What a joy that's going to bring to your heart. But you won't have that. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear Jesus stuff. A lot of people don't want to have anything to do with him. And they go through this life as hard as it is. With all the burdens and all the fear. And if you don't have any of this suffering. And you live this whole life. And you come to the end of it. And you never once believed in his son. You never accepted his son. And when you die, you go to hell. This life is pretty tough. And I can't imagine living through it without Christ Jesus. That's how much of a difference he makes. He changes everything. He gives you peace when there is no peace. Your hope is in him. When you are in a moment of despair and burdened and fear and you're just, you don't know where your next meal is going to come from. You have no way of providing for your family because the world has rejected you because you believed in Christ. And you don't know what you're going to do. The Holy Spirit is right there within you reminding you, hey, Jesus has got your back. In this world, one day will shut all these doors. And this world will one day take this word of God and gather it up and burn it or destroy it, prohibit it from being spoken about, talked about, read, looked at, anything. And you know what? When, when they talked about us not being able to gather because of some virus that's floating around out there right now, making everybody want to go by this. My God is greater. My God is greater. My God is greater. And I tell myself that all the time. When there's conflict, when, when, I, when there's people wondering about what they don't have and how they're going to get it. It's not that I don't care. I do care. But I'm able to sit at home and have peace in my heart and in my mind. And I'm not troubled about it because my God is greater than any virus or any fight over some stupid toilet paper. My God is greater. And if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, your God is greater. But there are a lot of people out there who don't believe in God. Who want nothing to do with him. They don't care anything about it. I, I don't understand why that is. But it's my prayer and hope that somehow, some way, the Spirit of God moves across the surface of this earth and hearts are awakened to his presence and accepting and acknowledging him. I can't go outside and not look up and say, thank you, God, for this creation. 
Springtime is coming. Flowers are starting to bloom. Thank you, God, for this creation. The rain is going to fall. The wind is going to blow. Thank you, God, for this creation. How can you not acknowledge him? And then if you do say thank God for the creation or for anything else for this matter, how can you say that to him but not believe in his son, Jesus? Oh, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. Jesus was just a man. Jesus was just a teacher. He was a wise man. Yeah, he died. They killed him. They, he, they crucified him. I admit that. I acknowledge that. But he didn't raise from the dead. I can't believe that part. Well, then, my friend, if you don't believe that part, because that's the most important part, then you don't really believe in him, do you? You know of him, but you don't believe in him. And if you want your life to change, and if you want peace, and if you want unity, you're going to have to believe. I wish that I could make you believe. I wish that I could just open up your heart and your mind and just pour it in. But I can't. That's a personal decision that you get to make on your own because God gave us free will. All the time I hear of non-believers saying, I have free will. No, you don't. You do, but you don't. See, if you don't believe in Christ Jesus, you're bound to sin. So your free will isn't really free will at all because you're going to almost always lean towards committing a sin. You Darkness, light came into the world and, and, and darkness comprehended it not kind of thing. If you're a Christian, you tend, it's not that you don't make mistakes, but you will discover that as you grow in Christ, all of a sudden your thoughts change and your heart changes and all of a sudden all the things that you used to want to do, you don't want to do anymore. All these bad habits that you used to have, Sexual immorality, you know, all this stuff, it all changes if you allow the Holy Spirit to change, to work in you. And so, if you have a choice, please question why you're not accepting Christ, why you're not choosing Him. For they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. The word was with God in the beginning. And just as the scripture says... If you want to be sanctified, sanctify them through thy truth, through the truth of God, which is God's word, which is the Son of God made flesh, which is Jesus Christ. Thou hast sent me into the world, even so I have sent, also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself. Now how was he able to do that? 
How was he able to sanctify himself? Well, he's the son of God. He's the word of God made flesh. After that, they all, uh, that they may also be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall, excuse me, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. That's you and me, people. That's you and I. Christ Jesus knew we were coming. He knew we'd be here. He knew we'd be born. But for them also which shall believe on me through their word. And something about that just touches my heart so much. That Christ Jesus, about to face betrayal, about to face being scourged and beaten and crucified, about to face being rejected by having God, his father, turn his back on him because he now had the sin of the world upon him. Faced with all that, Christ Jesus is praying for me. The son of the most high God is praying for me. That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, that they may all be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Are you one with the Father? Are you one with Christ Jesus? Is he in you? Because of his word right here, because of his prayer request to God the Father, when you choose to accept him and believe that he came into this world for the sole purpose of dying for it and then raising up from the dead. He paid the price. And if you believe that, his Holy Spirit comes into you and then you are one in Christ just as he is one in the Father, in the Spirit. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given them that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and thou in me that they may, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. A lot of people don't feel loved in this world right now. Those people that are in the store fighting over this, they don't feel loved. They feel conflict. They feel anger. They feel hatred towards their fellow man. 
unwilling to sacrifice anything, acting quite selfishly, concerned only for their own well-being and the well-being of their family, but really they're putting themselves above their family. But anyways, they're willing to fight over this. You don't have peace. You don't really know what love is if you're willing to fight over this. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name, and I will and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. There's a feeling of love that comes upon you when you have Christ as your Savior. You know that if you're not saved, if you're not a believer, you know those feelings that you get when you or with your girlfriend or boyfriend, or you look at your child, or you look at your husband or wife, or your grandparents. But this kind of love is different. This kind of love, it literally feels to overflowing your whole body. And it's never ending, and it's all encompassing. It's the kind of love that's able to overlook every grievance. It's the kind of love that while the world is going to panicking, trying to find some of this and fighting over it, that allows you to say, here, take mine. It's a sacrificial giving kind of love. It's a generous and charitable kind of love. It's not self-serving. And I have declared unto them thy name and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. God wants to be united with you. Christ Jesus, the word made flesh, is the bridge He's the way. He's the only way you're going to get to heaven. He's the only way that you're going to be able to have peace in times of turmoil. I really hope that you don't reject him. I really, really hope that you listen to your heart because Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And he is constantly, constantly knocking at your heart. Constantly. And yet, you don't hear him knocking. But he's knocking. He's once in. 
and I don't understand how if, if there's a crisis coming, God forbid a plane's crashing. And people on this plane are screaming, ah, help me, help me, help me, help me. Who do they call on? Well, they call on God, don't they? Oh, God, help me. How do you get to God? You don't know him. You only call upon people that you know, that you think can help you. But you can't get to God unless you come through Christ Jesus. So rather than hollering, oh, God, help me, holler, Jesus, help me. You believe in him, call on him. You don't call on somebody you don't believe in. If I thought Tyler West was the, the guy to go to to help me out of my bind, I'm going to, Tyler, help me. I'm going to call him because I believe on him. I believe he's the one that can do the job. But when it comes to your eternal salvation, only Christ Jesus can do that job. And he did it already when he died on the cross and rose from the dead. Let me put my spectacles back on so I can see. So, if you would like to receive Christ, um, I'm going to walk you through a prayer. And it's all a matter of your heart. Do you believe in your heart? And if you want to, your life to be changed, if you want to have peace, if you want to know that at the end of your days on this earth, you don't have to worry or fear because there's a peace that passes understanding. And when I go to die and I'm laying up in the hospital bed or I'm laying on the floor or on the side of the road, wherever it is that God has decided it's my time to go, I'm going to have peace. I'm not going to worry one little bit about what's about to happen because I already know where I'm headed because my hope and my faith is in Christ Jesus. My life comes from him. He gave it to me. He paid the price for it. I believed in him. And he restored it. If you would like to accept Christ. You believe in your heart. I'm going to lead you in this prayer. Most heavenly father. Dear Jesus. Please come into my life. Please forgive me of my sin. Father, Lord, I believe that you came to this earth, that you lived the life I couldn't live, that you died to death I couldn't die to pay the price I couldn't pay, that you were dead and that you rose again, Lord, that you were life. Father, please come into my life. Please forgive me of my sin. Dear Jesus, so many people right now are praying this prayer. So many people, Lord Jesus, are seeking in their hearts for you. In this time of conflict, in this time of fear, Lord. And they're starting to worry and they're starting to stress and they're starting to freak out. 
Father, Lord Jesus, touch every heart. Remind them that you are God. That you are love. That you are the good shepherd. That you have already made a way before the foundations of the earth. You knew this day and the days that follow are coming. And you know what they involve. And you know what we're going to have to go through. And Lord Jesus, you have made a way. And all we have to do to have peace and unity with you is to believe and accept you. And you'll change everything. It's not that, Lord, they won't have to go through it. But they'll have peace while they do it. They won't have to live in fear, Lord. May your spirit move upon this earth, most heavenly Father. May the world rejoice of your presence, of your glory. Thank you, Jesus. And in your most love-filled name, I pray. Amen.
That was awesome. A while ago, if you prayed what we call the sinner's prayer, if you asked Christ to come into your heart, I'd like for you to raise your hand right now. If you're online, you'll see a hand pop up on your screen. Go to vine.tv, follow the links, let somebody know that you've accepted Christ. If you're here in the audience and you've accepted Christ, we'd love to talk to you and walk through you through this experience. And we'll meet you right over there in the garden. You're not alone. And I personally want to welcome you into the family of Christ. You're now part of the body of Christ because you believed. I'm going to go ahead and we're going to wrap this up. And we're going to do what we normally do, but because there's this little thing called the coronavirus, we're not going to actually hug each other like we normally do. So, let's go ahead and... Okay, that was just weird. Y'all didn't see it. Thank God you didn't see it. I wish I didn't see it. I'm going to take my roll of paper and run as soon as I finish. That was not good. (laughs) So, anyways... I love you, brother. That was funny, though. It was funny. (laughs) All right, so here we go. Bow and pray with me. Father Jesus, Lord, watch over us as we leave. Father, in times of fear and doubt, remind those of us that believe in you, Lord, that trust in you, Father, that you are the good shepherd, that you have made a way. Lord Jesus, when we're in the darkness, be the light. When no one else can apparently see, Lord, we'll see because of you. 
You are the way, the truth, and the life, Lord. And we love you so much. Father, be with each of the newborns that we've had born in this church family this week and this month. And Lord, just be with each and every mother and new infant. Lord, I pray that your hand of protection and healing and health over them. Lord, that you'll see them safely back to church next Sunday. And Father, be with those that are sick. We have dear friends, Lord, that are ill, not with the virus, Lord, that we know of, but they're flu-like. And Lord, we just care about them so much, and we want to lift them up to you in prayer. Father, we pray for the elderly that are alone in their homes. May you comfort each and every one of them in a special way, Lord. And Father, I pray for the drug addict, and I pray for the alcoholic, and I pray for the one that's getting ready to do drugs for the first time. Lord, spare them, deliver them, keep them from it, protect them, watch over them, hold them safe and close, Lord, and allow them time to come to know you. Please keep Satan away from them, Lord. Lord, if they're lost, I pray that they are found. And Lord, I thank you so much for this day. And it is your name I pray and give great thanks, O Lord. Amen.